You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 175 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. So how's everybody doing this weekend? Fantastic. Yeah, not too bad. Ah, no sarcasm at all there. <laughs> <laughs> that was work. nice. Got some yard work done and whatnot. Yeah, sure, sure you did, Corey. I did. Yard work. <laughs> I should work very hard. Oh, looks like Corey wanted something. Doing yard work for somebody. That's, that's, yeah. What, what, that's uh, just called being a good person. Just doing your fair share. Mm-hmm. Yes. Corey and his fair share. That, uh, very two congruous things. Hey. Or is it congruous <laughs> or congruous? I'm going to have to go over this whole thing, how editing works again. <laughs> Do we want to go over how this whole, like, being a part of the show thing goes again? Yeah. <laughs> I, think you, I think you need to fi- read the fine print in my contract. <laughs> it's a section 2187, remember? Yeah, right under, Mommy! Yeah. <laughs> Make him put me on the podcast! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's Molly Kyle's like, uh, I have no one to do the show with tonight, bro. Can you uh, fill in? Sure. I'll that was one time. No, that was week after week. <laughs> and then you were just like, what? well, you might as well be on the show. Wow. We, we remember things very differently. Yeah. Very, very differently. <laughs> anyway, uh, as heard on the latest episode of The Nerd Room, let's all welcome Mr. Daniel Thorpe to the Knights of the Commonwealth. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Daniel. Yes. Welcome aboard. A very, very, very loyal supporter of the Star Wars Commonwealth. So it was definitely a long time coming, but uh, certainly well-deserved. He's always there. He's always there pumping our shows, pumping our tires, making us look good. Daniel, welcome to the club. I know he's already been introduced to the Knights of the Commonwealth Twitter chat. We've already, I'm sure, filled up his... had his phone just ringing on overdrive with all the alerts coming from that Twitter chat. Which can sometimes be a bit of a... uh, some might call it a dumpster fire, but some might all call it good fun. <laughs> but anyway, welcome, Daniel. And a uh, happy belated birthday to the one and only Mr. Rob Wade. Bobby Wade. Yeah. Happy birthday, my friend. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, let's get this out of the way quickly. Woohoo! It is that time of month where we put a little something in the hands of one of our powerful friends. This Ooh month la it's going to be a, a Master and Apprentice Black Series set. I'll, leave, la la. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> you okay there, Marty? Yeah. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this on here. This month's winner for the Master and Apprentice Black Series set He's going out to Carrie. 
Nice. Nice. done, Carrie. All right. Carrie's been in a drought. Anybody else been in a drought? Carlos, (sighs) anybody that's been in a drought? I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) It's trying to keep it positive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nothing but positives here, but Carrie, I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah, right on. Right on. Carrie hasn't won since uh, January of 2018. She won the 40th anniversary Leia. But this is sweet. She joins the uh, the, the two time winner club. Nice. Nicely done, ah. Carrie. Not bad, not bad. Huh? Two time winners. Yeah. 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 What happens, what happens when someone gets to the five timers club? They get a gold jacket. Carlos makes a song. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oof. No, I don't know. I Jesus. Someone someone comes through on a, with the five time winning trophy. That's. I think I think it'd be fair to be like that. Okay, dude, that's the cutoff. Five times is the cutoff. You can't win anymore. <laughs> that's not fair. At least until until everybody else wins at least once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. But anyway, we are a long way off from that. I don't think it's something we'll have to worry about. Uh, anything to our collecting updates or, or to our Star Wars weeks? Anything uh, worth sharing this week, Corey? Uh, it's been a bit of a drought, but uh, I did have a conversation with someone, and you know, come this Thursday, I might have a Maul and Palpatine Black series in my possession. If that all pans out, hopefully, fingers crossed. Do Do I want to know? What have you no, done? Whatever. What have you done? Nothing. I'm just talking to some dude on the uh, on the Black Series forum. Fair it's enough. Not the first time I've uh, done a few deals on there, so. Just get to Fair know the person enough. a bit first, and um, you know what, I, Carlos? Do you have anything? Uh, what are we talking? We're talking about. Uh... Oh boy, it's gonna be one of those nights. <laughs> Lego? Did you oh, get any okay. Le- Collect- Did you Collect- get any Lego? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I actually, sorry, I just blanked. Uh, no, I actually went to the <laughs> store. I, I, I actually... People weren't sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I went to the store and I was actually um, looking for the Imperial Tie Fighter that I think when I, uh, I think you had seen it a couple of months ago at fifty bucks at a Walmart. Correct. And uh, I went to check and they didn't have any. Uh, so uh, if if it was going to be there, I was going to pick it up. But um, I'm not a big fan of Walmart, so I just went in. And- oh, that's true! Wow, I didn't even pick up on that. I, I wish I would have caught that right off the bat. Yeah, Glad so you pointed that out. Throw it in my face. <laughs> Uh, whatever good for nah, you bro. yeah no i was i was looking for that tie fighter specifically i had a little bit of an urge uh with my huge lego letdown from last week so um yeah didn't work out uh, we'll uh, we'll keep looking keep plugging that, away that's one thing i love about walmart it's just the setup and almost every store is exactly the same so no matter where i am it's just like a mission it's like dun, 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 dun. i'm like marching so quickly like, walk in to the left your left <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, on your <laughs> left. Oh, and then yeah, then one quick right and bam, bamo, bamo, huh? Magic, magic. Hopefully, hopefully. I, I have to make an addendum to Bradley's oh. question from from a couple weeks ago. The 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 previous Knight of the Commonwealth question, and uh, the section where he asks our favorite movie that references Star Wars. I don't know that hmm. anybody mentioned this one. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Ooh, 
I don't even remember that. Yeah, I I had completely forgotten. It's been I I it's been like fifteen years, sixteen years since I last saw that movie. We watched it this weekend. It nice. Is, it's so good. <laughs> really? Really? Hey. Oh my god! It's so funny. It's I so. I saw funny. that in I saw it in the movie theater uh, as a kid, and uh, yeah, I don't remember the callback. But even if I did, it still wouldn't be my favorite movie. with a Star Wars mention, Kyle? Favorite. <laughs> Like, I'm adding it to the one pile. I'm adding it to the Jesus. pile because no, it deserves consideration. I don't. It's not going to top a Kevin Smith movie where they talk Star Wars, but Bill and Ted's does have a little, and, it, and it's more than just a passing reference. It, it's when they go back to uh, like medieval times in England, and they get into the suits of armor, and he's like, I, "I'm Darth Ted," and like, <laughs> I, "I'm I'm Bill Luke," and they start like fighting with their swords. Nope. <laughs> you're not my father <laughs> it's 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 hilarious i can't wait for part three i definitely need a rewatch of one and two it's it's well i, I don't remember part two but i definitely remember part one and it's yeah come on part two is with death no I, I remember that but i don't remember ever watching it that was the bogus journey right yeah yeah, yeah. no it's it's Ugh. It's such a it's such a good giggle fest the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, nothing to add to my collection this week. I just but I saw a bunch of people posting updates. They they've got their hands on, uh, you know, the retro series, and they got their hands on this. And I'm going, oh man, like where when am I gonna get this stuff? When will I see this? I saw Wave Five and Six of the Vintage online or in store. Someone saying, oh, I finally received mine online and they posted pics of everything yeah i've like the, the boosh and the han and bespin leia yeah the, i don't i don't expect to ever see those especially since um you know not 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 that i ever want to shed a tear for walmart but mine is closing it oh, is that's awesome which you know again not going to shed a tear for walmart but you know people are going to lose their jobs which always sucks uh, I don't think it's so much Walmart. I think it's that mall is absolutely cursed. This mall is empty now. Oh, it's terrible. It's 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 the worst mall on, on planet Earth. I've said that before, and I'll stick by it. It's it's terrible. There's like, nothing there anymore. It's empty. It's it's horrible. I mean, I don't know how I can't remember how many stores are can be in there, but I think fully three quarters of <laughs> the stores are empty or shuttered up. It's it's a black hole. That's where business goes to die. It's it's funny, you know. I remember the day when that mall was built. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. Yeah, you don't remember that. Were you built? Were you born in the fifties and sixties? Dude, that mall was a strip mall when we moved to town, and that, then they that converted mall has been it there in... for fifty something years. Okay, we're gonna make a bet on this because I remember that mall. The mall was there, but it wasn't the way it was. Well, no, the way it, it is now. Yeah, of course, it's expanded and evolved like yeah. most things. Yeah, it was an L. Now, now it's it's pretty. This is a big mall. It's empty. It's not. But a when big we mall. moved there, it was. It's pretty big. It's not. It's a square. It's a big square. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's, it's a really small mall by any by any measure. Anyway, it's it is closing at the end of June. Which kind of sucks. That was like one of my go-to spots where I can just pop in, see what's there, and 
you know, more often than not, I was I I would leave empty-handed. But there was it it had come through a few times over the years, and now it's it's closing shop, and it's like, not now I got if if I ever want to go toy hunting, I gotta go on a bit of a drive. Woe is me. Anyway, that's it. Watch Bill and Ted's excellent adventure this week. That that made my week. It was it was excellent. It was amazing. And uh, we'll move on. We'll, we will move on to uh, our first piece of news this week, which is that the next Star Wars movie will be in 2022. Boom! Yeah, we learned about. Well, we we knew about this hiatus that they talked about. We just we talked about this even a couple weeks ago. Is this is this going to be a two year or three year hiatus? I was hoping, obviously, for 2021, but it turns out we're getting Christmas 2022, December 16th, to be exact, and following that, December 20th, 2024, and December 18th, 2026. Initial thoughts, guys? Three years after, we gotta wait three years once Rise of Skywalker drops before we get to go back to the big screen. What do you think, Carlos? Uh, I'm not too... uh... I'm not too disappointed because we finally at least have confirmation. Yeah, at least now we know. Yeah, so uh, whatever. I mean, the time that it's going to drop is the time that it's going to drop. We have other stuff to keep us occupied until then. So I'm not too, too worried about it. Um, I do, however, uh, you know, have questions as to, uh, you know, what trilogy exactly it is. But I guess we'll get to that soon. But um other than that, I, I'm I'm pretty good. What about you, Corey? Yeah, um, I'm good with it. Like after having, you know, I'd heard the news, but I didn't get necessarily let it sink in. So when we do these these pieces on the show, like it's when you I really have time to think and and digest these things. So I mean, it is a long time. It's gonna feel like a long time. I'm not gonna lie to myself. It's three years is gonna feel like an eternity. But at the same time, I like it. I've always been a big advocate of that, like letting the show, letting the franchise kind of rest a bit. And as fans, I think we need to, we're going to need to appreciate and digest what we've already been giving in the meantime. And by that, I mean, not only possibly the rise of Skywalker, you know, by the, in that time, maybe we're still going to be coming to terms with that saga. And then we also got the streaming service coming, you know, we got, multiple pieces coming there like by that time i would think the cassian andor show would hopefully be out as well so we're gonna have so much to to appreciate and take uh like you know pay attention to that's what they're gonna want us to focus on so let that take root and uh yeah man i'm I'm stoked for it like a a new saga like like the, the the tv series can't like tv series really can't like repel something of that magnitude you know what i mean like and it's good too for the whole franchises in general like yes we'll get these shows in between but they're already connected to threads that we know of right so it's familiar and whatnot rebooting everything it's like hitting the reset button here when we get like this three-year palette cleanser kind of you know what i mean so i think in that it kind of provides like a a bit of a clean slate for a new saga to be built upon, right? Like get everybody really fired up and salivating again. Like I love that about Star Wars when it goes in the vault. I know that's kind of weird to say being something you love, you want it to go away. But I mean, I, I like the build up to these things. So I'm 
I'm totally in agreement with it taking the time that it needs. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's like a push and pull between like a tug of war between your brain and your heart because you you want more. I want like I want I don't want there to be a break in my heart, but my brain says this is necessary. Not only do like we need to they need to plan these movies and let you know let them let let the, the shape of Star Wars in the future take like grow and crystallize. But we, I think, more importantly, is that we need that break from the Skywalker saga. Like that, that maybe even three years is not enough, but that's maybe as much as they can justify. Because the, the, this saga is always going to cast a shadow over everything that that ha- carries the Star Wars logo. You know what I mean? Like that. That's it's always going to have that comparison. But you know, I, I I won't lie. I was really hoping for 2021, but hey, whatever. Like you said, it's you know Disney Plus to the rescue. Let's let's hope that they load that service up and just give us plenty there to talk about. And we know we're, we know we're getting two series, two seasons of of the Mandalorian. Uh, Cassie and Andor. We can probably hope for the same. And who knows? Who knows what else they'll treat us to? We got the Clone Wars, but I would think also like. Mandalorian season one and two, possibly even season three if it gets renewed. Oh, maybe not 2019. No, it'd be a little too tight. But we know we'll get at least two seasons prior to this, most likely. Yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. So, Carlos, you touched on this. Do you have any sense of whether or not it's it's Ryan Johnson's trilogy or the Game of Thrones guys, or do you think that, given the wording, that maybe they're working together on the same? trilogy because they only they only gave us three dates is that because that's the only things they were ready to tell us or is it because those are the only three on the on the slate that's the thing i'm i'm not too uh i'm not too sure there's part of me that says um ryan johnson got fired (laughs) and uh, another twitter yeah another part of me uh is saying uh, they're working together. So the two trilogies that they announced is actually just one trilogy with them actually doing everything together, which kind of uh, ticks me off because it, I, I uh, my self-entitled ass is saying, well, I, I was expecting at least five movies and now you're just giving me three. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> th- yeah. So I'm, I'm a little... But maybe that's because they're just announcing... Up until 2026. That's got to be. Um, I think that's got to be it. You know, I don't think they want. I don't think they want to say, okay, so 22, 24, 26, 28, 30, 32. Like they don't. They don't want to do it that way. Which I. I mean, I would. I kind of understand because it's like, wow, okay. I mean, that's 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 so far out to like beyond like even 2026, even 2024, five years from now. That is yeah. so far out from where we stand like so much can happen between now and then that it's almost not worth saying i think if i'm gonna go out on a limb i'm gonna say that it's ryan johnson's trilogy um with the dungeons and dragons guys they'll probably come back and announce that their trilogy is going to be on the off years so 2022 2024, 
that that is possible. I but I think they might they would have to put that somewhere else because they as part of this release, you know, they they talked about some Marvel movies that were coming, but they also scheduled in Avatar sequels. Oh yeah, it's so true. So those Man. So 2021 and 2023 and 25, those are those are slots for Avatar. So you know Disney's not going to compete against itself, really. So unless they move that other unannounced trilogy, maybe to May, then it would be probably competing against a Marvel movie. So I don't know, but it's it it is completely reasonable to to say that they just they don't know where these other series are going to go yet, or that they're so far out into the future, it's not worth talking about. But I, I also wonder if if these two, the the Ryan Johnson series and the Game of Thrones guys, if are the are they overlapping each other? Like, could Ryan Johnson, for example, kick off in twenty twenty two, with twenty twenty four being the first movie f- from Benioff and Weiss, and then twenty twenty six is Ryan Johnson's sequel. You know, maybe they they kind of leapfrog each other that way. Because if it's if it's just if, if we're getting just dates for one series and they're not working together, that means somebody, somebody who's scheduled to work on Star Wars is not going to have their project hit the big screen until twenty twenty seven at the earliest. That that to me sounds so bizarre. Like who would stick around? Unless it's. Uh... Like we were saying, it's like uh, the guys are right now going to, I think they're doing like a Game of Thrones prequel. Is that a new thing that they announced? I don't know that they're involved yet, but you're right. Like when, if, if we're looking at schedules as to who could be free first, after, after Knives Out, Ryan is totally free. There's nothing on his schedule. Whereas yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's officially anything on Benioff and Weiss's schedule either, but they have options. Like they have Game of Thrones stuff, prequel series that are coming that they could get attached to. They also have that that HBO series that they were pitching or supposed to be working on, Confederate. I don't know what the status is of that show, but that that's something else they could get involved with. So I, I tend to lean slightly to it being Ryan's series simply because. He's free. He's got he's got nothing booked beyond Knives Out, which drops November, December of this year. What what's your sense, Corey? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page as all that. Like, there's always been something a little suspicious about the whole Benioff and Weiss thing, where you know they she, Kathleen Kennedy had said originally they're working on a series of films, which kind of sounds a little weird, right? Like so you're not saying trilogy, okay? So, what are you? What are they kind of indicating there? Um, I'm not sure, but like you had kind of mentioned, Kyle, it's kind of ridiculous to have someone expect to wait for what would it be? Possibly nine years. I uh, you'd say 2027, but I would think the saga they'll let it breathe again. You're not looking at till 2028. You know what I mean? Before the next film. So there's no way you can ask someone to wait around that long, which kind of leads me to believe that. Because we've also heard rumors that these guys are kind of like bouncing ideas off each other and whatnot. So there's one of two options here for me. Either they are working together on the same set of films where possibly Ryan's writing the entire thing. Because I don't know if these guys are writers per se. 
Yeah, they 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 write Game of Thrones. Okay. So, but anyway, I've always had the impression that Ryan's trilogy is kind of his. I don't necessarily that's the, well, that's know. The way, you're right. It's the way it was presented that he is sort of the mastermind behind a, a trilogy. He's he's conceiving of the whole story arc. He's writing and directing the first chapter, and beyond that, we don't know. So that's it. Like uh, maybe that's it. Maybe these guys are working together on the same thing. And if it's not that, and when she says series of films, maybe it's the streaming service. They're going to have films on the streaming service, which is a little less likely for me, which is anyway, it's all kind of odd, but definitely I'm kind of leaning. I wish we had a few more details too, as to what time period and subject matter we were working with. Cause I think from that standpoint, we'd be able to ascertain a little more, but my gut's telling me as well that, uh, you know, they're going back in time. And if there's anyone that's going to do that, I think would be best to be Ryan. And especially if they're going to go back in time, I would like it to be like very far back, like almost like the beginning of it all. Like Ryan would be the guy for that for me. Like, so anyhow, yeah, like you had mentioned, Kyle, Knives Out, that's coming out this very shortly, actually. So gives him about three and a half years to get this whole thing together, right? Yeah. Seems like the perfect amount of time. Everything seems to be coming together in that regard. So I don't think, you know, I don't think there's any reason to believe it's anyone else. I mean, take your guess. I don't, there's no real info out there, and I think I think it, <laughs> the answer probably falls depending on who you want it to be. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of people who hate the Last Jedi magically sp- pipe up and go, "Oh, it's Game of Thrones, guys, for sure, for sure. It's it's got to be." Oh wait, you you hated the Last Jedi? What a shock! And here we are. We we all love the Last Jedi. Ah, we think it's Ryan. I don't but know. I, I think I think Ryan was even quoted as saying something along the lines of like Knives Out was a little nice little palate cleanser in between Star Wars films, and he said like pretty much right after this, I'm diving back into the galaxy far, far but so, away. So so have Benioff and Weiss. They said as soon as they wrap up with Game of Thrones, that that was their next project. Things could change on either side. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it, you know, I, but I did think we'd get more clarity on this at Celebration. Like that was one of the biggest things for me is, is that future filmmaker panel. What are we going to learn? Tell us when these movies are coming. What are they about? And we got none of that. But I guess in, in retrospect, it makes sense that they focused on 2019 content, especially episode nine. But uh, yeah, I mean, they also need, needed to hold something back for celebration 2020 right and what what does this announcement mean for 2020 because if you know if if they have this if anaheim Anaheim 2020 is like spring or summer of of next year they're not going to have much to show us on this trilogy or this series whatever's coming first there there won't be much to show at all you know what i mean like that's Unless things change, like for me, that's that's a deal killer. Not that I had a huge chance of going to Anaheim anyway, but if if we're not gonna get any type of info or or teaser or trailer or anything about these new pro these new projects, I have very little interest to even look for a way to go to Anaheim. Anyway, uh, the we did get a little bit of insight at Celebration because. MT, I think MTV, or I think, the, no, sorry, it was The Hollywood Reporter, spoke to Kathleen Kennedy, and she she said, we are looking at the next saga. 
we are not just looking at another trilogy. We're really looking at the next 10 years or more. And then she went on to say, um, this movie is the culmination of the Skywalker saga. It is by no means the culmination of Star Wars. I'm sitting down now with Dan Weiss and David Benioff and Ryan Johnson. We're all sitting down to talk about where do we go next. We've all had conversations about what the possibilities might be, but now we're locking it down. And they're, they, she, she went out to say that they're having a summit this month. So it could be happening. They could be, could be locked up somewhere right now, guys. Fleshing this out. That's exciting to me. <laughs> that somewhere right now they're discussing the next decade of Star Wars. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know when we're going to learn any actual concrete info about it. I don't know what else to say. It's, it's you know, we're still kind of in the dark, except for these three release dates. But the positive that, it, you know, as, as of today, we now know that Disney prefers Star Wars movies at Christmas, which that makes me super happy because I've come to love Star Wars at Christmas time. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, if it would have been the other way around and they reintroduced this saga in summer, uh, I don't know. Right. I love so you that. You take Star Wars or it's, you it's get spring. It, right? You make the, you know, Star Wars is traditionally through the OT and the prequels was a mid to late May release. That's it. Like it'd be right around now. Like we'd be like a week out. Pretty much. Pretty oh much. man, it'd be it'd be so intense. Like usually, it's that the thing about what makes it so beautiful at that time of years. It's right. Uh, perfectly timed when the seasons change pretty much like it's really like almost a kickoff of summer like after that date it's like pretty much hot well if things had gone to plan with colin trevorrow episode nine his episode nine would have come out i believe this coming week or maybe next but you know certainly in the imminent near future if things had gone to plan colin trevorrow's episode nine would be coming out this week how crazy wow. is that? Yeah, that is crazy. Anyway, we'll we'll sit. We have to sit tight because what other choice do we have but to sit tight and hope that you know D twenty three, maybe they'll tell us some some new information there. Maybe San Diego Comic Con. Apparently, uh, making Star Wars, I think, has uh, some insight to, that suggests that Star Wars will have a panel at uh, at uh, San Diego Comic Con. So maybe we'll learn more there. That's, you know, two big dates to circle on your calendar if you're looking for Star Wars news. But we'll let that sit for now. And uh, we'll talk about next that J.J. Abrams consulted with none other than George Lucas for The Rise of Skywalker. So I'm going to ask you guys, Corey, is is this... Are you happy about that? Is, is this a good thing? I think it's an absolutely great thing. I I, I love it. Like, I don't know, like, we know we didn't go with his treatments, right? And I almost uh, kind of felt like he was, like, uh, jaded a bit by that. Like, I, that's kind of the impression that I got. I know that's not necessarily the case, but we know in the long run that they have taken elements from his story that he had created. So, also in the long run, you know, like, why not consult the maker if you can? Like, come on. Like, if he's willing... Yeah. For I'm I'm right there with you. Like it's for me it's undoubtedly a good thing. Like 
there's no downside to this short of trolls who want to just say, well, uh, Ryan left them in such a bad spot that they had to go back and get George Lucas to help. You know, those types of people are, are the only potential downside. And I haven't seen too much of that. So, uh, Carlos, what do you think about George being involved in some consultant type role? Uh, I think Ryan ruined Star Wars and they needed to bring him in just to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm so, uh, I, everyone knows what I am right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love poking the beehive. Um, no, you know what? Part of me is like, yeah, okay, go go for the source material. But the reality is there is no source material. And, uh, you know, they have a vision, I guess, of what they want. And they were kind of following his his ideas. But, I mean, uh, maybe it's good to have George around for the basis of, of what Star Wars is, but not to let him go hog wild on it and have somebody else with a little bit more je ne sais quoi, a little bit more of a... Um, uh, Vergogna, how do you say that? <laughs> no idea. Uh, a giant, you know, somebody who's a little bit more reserved and uh, is not going to give us another jar jar or uh, things of that nature. So, I, yeah, okay, he's good to have the overreaching story, but uh, leave the details to details people. Yeah, that, yeah, I was well, my next question was like, what do you, what level of involvement do you think he has? And I, I think it was really just, you know, the powers that be sitting down at the table and going, hey, George, like, where's your head at about this theme or, you know, this arc? What about the force in this this aspect? And I, I think it's yeah, the very conclusion of it all. It's the conclusion, man. I think that's a big part of this. I, I, I think George isn't going to get into details here. I don't know how long they had access to him for, if it was an afternoon or if it was... Let's fly him up for three days and, and just lock ourselves in a room with him. I I don't think that detail is out there. But yeah, I think it, I think it's pretty high level stuff that they wanted to get out of his head. I don't know, what, 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 Corey. What, what signal do you think his involvement sends? Uh, I think it's a good one. Again, like I, I don't want to read too much into it. Like you were saying, like the haters are gonna hate, but. I honestly, first and foremost, think it's a sign of respect just being the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. Like, after this, like, frankly, uh, they don't necessarily need to <laughs> consult him on anything. You know, it was his baby, but it's going to become something new and different right quick. So, there's a lot to wrap up here. Again, like I said prior, this is the conclusion. It's the end. So, why not consult him on the matter? Like, it just makes so much sense. I think it just sends a smart business message. Like, also, just to have him in it, like, uh, and him willingly participate as well. Yeah, that's, just... that's interesting, right? Because I think my impression was that after, like, during TFA, the, the, the lead up to that, as they, as they were starting to get things going there, that there was such sort of uh, friction between lucas and perhaps abrams and who else whoever else but it seemed like 
George wanted his vision to get to the screen. And eventually they were like, well, no, we're, I think we're going to do our own thing, George. Thanks. And I think George was, was bothered by that. So he walked away. And it, it felt like there was some bitterness there. It, for sure there was. The way yeah. he was talking, he was there was there's some bitterness there. So for that, sour for just, grapes. Well, you can understand it, right? Of course. Is, I mean, sure, he got paid very handsomely for it in the buyout. But uh, you know, also it's it in his heart, it's still his baby, and it's, he's like, no, you're, you're you're changing my thing. What are you doing? I think he had maybe a little bit of difficulty letting go. But I, yeah. I think, the thing I think the four billion dollars should make that easy. It should like if should. you didn't want if you didn't want to walk away, then don't sell it. Well, I think part of it is you asked me here, you wanted my involvement, I'm here, and now you're telling me you don't want my ideas. Like I think perhaps he got he, he interpreted mixed messages. Yeah, or maybe part of the bio too. Like obviously things like that are written in stone, and but maybe he was under the impression that. You know, they're, they're, we're going to look at your your treatments and and in his head's like it's sold. They're going to look at them like it's gold. How can they not use them? You know, and like we're going in a different direction, George. What 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 what's that? <laughs> well, because George was not going to give us the Force Awakens. Like the Last Jedi was more representative of. Sorry, the, the, the I guess the setup of like looking for Luke was more the his initial episode seven, but not like this whole journey to find Luke. It was, it was a lot different than what we got. Like the, the whole, the force awakens bit was JJ Abrams and Chris Terrio. And you know, those people sort of writing that part because they felt it was necessary to reintroduce people to star Wars. George doesn't work like that. He, he's, he's not going to do that. He, he tells original stories for better or worse. And that's that's not what they wanted to do. They wanted to remind everybody of, of the power of Star Wars and the nostalgia bit, which is way out from what George would do. So and anyway, uh, Carlos, what do you think? Do, what Does his involvement send any type of signal your way? Uh... Honestly, I'll, I'll, I think it's more for the press release. I'll be honest with you. I think they, they, they already, they had his treatments. They had all that stuff. Like, are they bringing him in just to say, so when you wrote this, what exactly did you mean? Or well, no, how, no, how did well, you envision it? Or is it like, or. But there's. It ju- it's different now because like what they've done has gone in a different direction. So they're kind of asking him like, see where we are now. Where do you think we can go from here? I, I honestly, I don't know, man. Like, I'd be very surprised if if that was the if that was the thing. Like, it, it's it's kind of shocking to me that like you, you you're doing a trilogy. You have enough a, a rough outline of the trilogy before you 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 before you shoot day one on movie one. Uh, so you're bringing him in now just to maybe fine tune a few things and maybe get some clarification on his original vision. That's fine. Or are you bringing him in just to have him there just so that you could tell the ambulance crew that, like, <laughs> you're, th- you're thinking about them and you're bringing George in to fix it when, in reality, nothing really needs fixing. It's just it's just a, uh, for the, the visual, you know? 
Um, I don't know. It's it's t- it's tough to say, really. I I, I would say, and we're going to come back to this later on with uh, one of uh, the powerful friends' questions. But um, yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's more much ado about nothing than George actually coming in to try to try to save the trilogy. You know, well, that's not about saving it. That's it. Like, and in the long run, I will say this as well that I hope we do at some point come to understand exactly what length his involvement was or what his involvement pertained to. I wonder what if we'll his, get that. That'd be I, nice. I always, I always wonder you know, what creatives people like on the level of JJ Abrams or, or I guess any level really, they, mm-hmm. everybody thinks about legacy, right? Like their own legacy, their own stamp. They're the people that are in charge now are going to want every, they're going to want to leave the impression that what happened with this trilogy or with this movie specifically is, is their doing. So I think, I think Lucas's involvement will always be downplayed a little bit to the point where they, they'll just say, yeah, we just, we got some pointers. We got, we, you know, we picked his brain for a couple of hours. I don't know that it's ever going to be like, Oh, George gave us a master class and he sketched out scenes and he, Basically, he wrote the framework of the movie and we just filled in the blanks. I don't think we're ever going to get that info. I I, I feel like they're going to want to leave things in a place where we go, yeah, yeah, this is clearly JJ's movie with a bit of a steering hand from George. But will fandom see Lucas's involvement? However the movie wraps up, will they look at this and say, well... They spoke with George, so they must have got some kind of seal of approval from him. So, good enough for me. What do you think, Corey? Uh, I'd like to think of it in that way, almost. Like, uh, I was uncomfortable with the whole him being better, uh, bitter with the whole thing. That didn't make me feel good. So, uh, we're definitely better than where we started. So, I'm, I'm good with it, man. Like, if... What do you, what I'm do you gonna mean kind of we're, we're better than where we started? In the sense that, you know, The Force Awakens, from we never got the details, but it seemed like the grounds were shaky. The relationship oh, was yeah. shaky between Disney and and Lucas. So we're definitely better off. I don't want any bitter feelings, any bad blood. So for him to come back, uh, it kind of does. It means something. And I don't necessarily will say seal of approval, but. Can I say something? Nice. I, I I was thinking no. about this over the weekend. Silence. <laughs> I was, and um, I was like, why are Star Wars fans so self entitled? And, and and something came up in my mind, and it's uh, and I'll tell you what the reason is, and and I'm I'm probably gonna get hate for this. Well, hate mail but, goes to. Uh... Chop rules with a Z at uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes a Z. You heard it, people. Yes, uh, and I'm gonna say that if anybody laid the groundwork for the self entitlement thing, it was George Lucas himself. Because when they announced that they were gonna go back and do prequels, and then Corey, you mentioned the last week. 
oh, it was his thing. He wanted to get ready. They were doing like, you know, when they did the special editions and they needed to do this and they needed, and it's my movie. I could do what I want. I could change it however I want. Well, Chris, it's been like that since day one. Look at A New Hope. He got kicked out of the Screen Actors Guild because he didn't want to roll the uh, the credits at the beginning. George Lucas is the reason why Star Wars fans are self-entitled. No, I don't think that's it. Oh, well, that's fine. Hey, hey, fair enough. No, no, I think think Star Wars fans are, are, are entitled because they love it so much. And they've become so attached to the story that they feel like they have a certain ownership of it. And I've seen people say, like, once you put a piece of work out there, it doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to the fans the that world. have yeah. that, that, that digest it. We see it in sports too, right? Like, you're you're not a, you're not just a sports team. You're a piece of the community. We we are part of, you know. Without us, you're nothing. And I get that, but I think you know, leading up to the prequels. And I, t- I talked a little bit about this in, in the latest Cannon Fodder is that there were 16 years of people just letting imaginations run wild and then, and, you know, filling in some blanks with some crazy EU stories. And so that kind of blew up expectations to this weird level. And then again, you know, things went differently. And, and there was a bit of a revolt saying, why, why doesn't new Star Wars feel like my old Star Wars? It, I want it like that. And you don't get it like that because it's not your story. You don't get, you don't get to make these choices. No, of course not. No, no, I agree. I agree with that. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that like there, there, there is this, this thing where it's like, you know, the nostalgia is so powerful, and mm-hmm. like the, the, this, this feeling of ownership over it. Now George actually did own it, and he was allowed to do the changes that he did, but as a musician, uh, it's very rare that that. You're gonna record an album, and then 20 years later, you're gonna go back and you you might remaster it, and you might you know uh, change a little thing. I think Pearl Jam did that with with 10. They they went in and they just completely changed the sound of a couple of the songs, the, you know, things that bugged them pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, like if you listen to the original version of Even Flow, uh, that that that's nowhere to be heard anymore unless you have the original CD. Like they they nixed that completely. And uh, not many people know that, but um, yeah, so they did their album. They did the Pearl Jam 10 Redux, you know, so they, they completely read, read, not completely, but they went in and changed all those little things that bugged them. Um, so I understand that as, as a musician that you want to, you know, it's not the vision that you had and like, you don't want to throw up in your own mouth listening to your own art. You know what I mean? Sure. So I, I understand that, but as far as the movies goes, like, yeah, you know, you wanted to make, you, you want to redo some shots. You want to clean up some images. That's fine. But did you have to throw the whole kitchen sink? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we didn't need Jabba in that scene. We didn't need Jedi rocks and return of the Jedi. Like you just made it worse. And I, I guess that's my opinion and I might be wrong. And maybe George loves it and, you know, I'm sure he does. I'm sure it bugged him from day one that it wasn't the way he wanted it. You know, and 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 I and I, I can understand that. But what you're doing is by doing that, you're giving the opportunity to people who don't own it to feel like they do, and now you're changing things on them. Yeah, 
No, that's a that's a good point because yeah, people got so attached to the original cut that altering it felt yeah, like because they loved it flaws and all, right? Yeah, for sure, absolutely flaws it's and flaws all. Flaws and like, all. The, the so then, fl- why go change it? If you're gonna change it, make it better. You just changed it and you made it worse. Well, I guess, and, and that's I guess that's that's where the argument is is that he probably thinks that, well, at least now it aligns with my vision, and that's you know as as the creator, that's it's my right. Whereas fans go, but no, like. I, I inve- I've invested my life into this. Yeah, that's the sad part. And now you've changed it on me. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, no, 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 I understand. But I'm just saying, if, you're, if, if that's the hill you're going to die on, wow. Yeah, no, no, uh, it's, 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 not being, it's not being able to put things in, in, into a proper perspective. No, of course it's, not. It, you, know, you, know, you, need, you, you might need some vitamin D if that's the question. Like, <laughs> like get outside, you know? Get a fr- get some fresh air. You yeah, know, yeah maybe. stick your head in the cold pool. You know, do something like pass the vacuum in the basement. You know, the dice, the dust mites are probably infesting your. your yeah, sweep under the your, couch your, and get those Dorito do crumbs out. <laughs> do something. <laughs> From now, we don't we we don't mention Doritos. It's Cheetos now. The only thing we talk about as far as snacks on this show is is Cheetos. I think we're all in agreement here. Uh, well, I, I will. I will. I'll go for the Cheetos cheddar jalapeno. The nice. They're, the crunchies. Yeah, they're good. Oh, they're good. <laughs> they're good. They're, they are. Each one of them is a dream come true. Every Dude. Little, I, oh, God. Sorry. Endgame made $65 million this weekend. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now. <laughs> it's incredible. But look, look okay, at the sorry. slice that uh, Detective Pikachu took. I didn't even see. It, it was right there behind it. Like 50, so, 58 or 59. Yeah. That, you know, that, cause I, I think, I think 140 was the number for Endgame last week. Uh, yeah, I think it was. So it, it lost. No, last week was 170. Whoa, really? Yeah. La- hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm pretty sure it was 140. Uh, anyway, whatever the, either way, like. Yeah, 147. Sorry, I was thinking 174. It was 147 last week. Last weekend and now this weekend, what, sixty-three million. Sorry, I overshot. I shot, overshot my load by two million. Credibility <laughs> shot, dude. Yeah. Well, you know that's an estimate from uh, the full numbers are going to come out tomorrow, but it's it's incredible. They're, anyway, sorry, yeah, I didn't want to. Usually ninety-eight percent right. Anyway, I lost fifty-seven percent compared to the week before, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flop. 65. It's a flop. But you know what? I will say this though. Um, I think Force Awakens domestic record is safe now. I think so too. At seven twenty three right now for Endgame. Yeah, it's got over. It's now got two over two hundred and ten million ish to do. Yeah, and it's not going to get there. Uh, I don't week, think so. Next weekend, you feel like it's you know if if it did well. There's one more big weekend, man. Memorial Day weekend, I think is is going to be another one where people are going to rush out to see it. Quite possibly, but it's, even at that, it's... I think a lot of dorks are going to go see Detective <laughs> Pikachu. Guys, I went to see Endgame again last night with my kids. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, like, I'm not even shy to say it. You know, It's the third time I see it. And uh, Why would you be shy to say it? I, I'm so, you're such an asshole for seeing it again, Carlos. I yeah. hate you. Well, you know what? I'm pretty sure Sanjay feels that. <laughs> Whatever, man. I it's can't... a heavy movie, man. you got to see this one multiple times. Uh, Troy, Troy's racking it in. Uh, I think they, they're going to give him the, the trophy. Just, yeah. Stop. Tim, stop tracking it. It's already over. <laughs> it's already over. It's over. 
It, it's probably over, though things might get interesting later in the year. I think there's yeah, there's a sure. lot of money to be to be made this year in the cinemas. Holy cow. What about Avatar? Do you think it's going to beat Avatar? I hope it does. Globally, I still uh, I still think it will. It'll probably they might maybe they'll just leave it there until it squeaks by, which will feel cheap. Even though well, Avatar took a sweet time too. But anyway, uh, it not... took Avatar forty seven days to get to two billion. Yeah, like over uh, I mean uh, globally. So I mean it's been out for what two weeks now? Two weeks. So you're talking about fourteen depends on days. release dates too. It's been out seventeen days, man. Yep, like. Leave it, leave it in theater another month. <laughs> Let, give it, give it the same grace period that Avatar had. It's gonna smash it, man. I don't know if it'll smash it. I think it's gonna get by, but I don't think like, smash. I think smashing now is out of the question. Mm, I, don't I think know, it's even. I think it's Memorial even Day weekend now. Like, gonna be huge. like a week ago, we were saying two weeks ago. Uh, a week ago, we were saying three billion, easy three billion. I don't think it's gonna hit three billion anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough, man. It's what two point uh, two point four. 2.485. So it's at two and a half billion already. No, oh, it's, it's, it's still staggering, but I don't, I, I don't think it's got another 500 mil globally in it. Maybe not. Anyway. Wow. There's a detour. Woo. Yeah. That's what ba- we do. Back to Lucas. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, <laughs> as far as, as, as fans, you know, looking at this as a seal of approval, um, I think, yes, probably. You know, when you get down to it, and we're talking, I think, about a, sl- a sliver of fandom, like the fringe, who really care about the inner workings of. Most people don't even, like... You're wrong, Kyle. Most people have... Just because Ryan mucked it all up, you know it. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. He sure did. Yeah, they had to call... Like, again, that, I, that will become a... If it hasn't already, at some point it will, that they had to call him in to fix it. You know, that that, that will certainly happen. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. No. But yeah, no, I, I think people will say like, yeah, fine. Like they, they spoke to Lucas, so this is probably close to his vision. And, or at least he saw it and was like, yeah, cool, whatever. But I think uh, I think it's a good thing. I ha- I have no complaints. At least, at the very least, we know that Lucas ha- had been heard. And it's it's likely that some of his more recent thoughts filtered their way through to the final product, which I am more than okay with. All right. Uh, let's take a quick little pause here. Let's, let's uh, pump our powerful friends tires. Let's thank them. You guys are the greatest. Thank you so much for the support you give us. Uh, if you, if you're listening to this on our main feed, you could get this podcast earlier. If you became a powerful friend at patreon.com slash tumbling saber, as well as all the other things we do. We had a blast last week talking about Endgame on Sith Disturbers. And we had so much fun this past week talking with... Uh, we, we got uh, Mr. Dave Donovan this week for Worthy of Recognition. Our patrons will get that later this week. It's it's a fun It was a fun podcast. So you guys will be treated to that. And we do so much other stuff. And so you can become a part of all that. And uh, join access to the, to a great little community from, from just two bucks a month at patreon.com slash tumbling saber. We'll be waiting for you there and uh, we'll hope you join us. And so as always, we do like to take questions from our powerful friends who come through for us week after week after week with great questions that put us through our paces. Uh, this week's no different. We've got a question from Jeff, Mr. Fishback from the Canto cast. 
and he's been asking us recently about the fates of certain characters at the end of episode 9. Where will they end up? So this week, we got some heavy hitters here. What are the fates of Kylo, Luke, the Emperor, and Rose? Corey, I'll kick it over to you first. Let's start with Kylo. Where, what is going to be the deal with Kylo Ren by the end? I don't know. I mean, dying seems like an easy way out, but I kind of almost see it going that way. But in the long run, I want him to figure things out, like to know what's light and what's dark and like to just not be so torn and confused anymore to become not fractured, but whole and do the right thing on his of his own will and his own accord and for the right reasons to kind of regain his honor, even if it's not enough for some people, whatever it is. Uh, I just don't want him succumbing fully to evil by the end of this thing. I don't want him to be the big, big baddie where you're just like, peace, Kylo, like, boom, you're gone. Like, I want it, you know, I've enjoyed his character arc thus far, and I hope he, he comes through in the end. Yeah, I, I, you know, the closer we get, the further down this path we go, the softer stance I take on Kylo. Like, I, it's Zuko, man. I know it. There's, there's a lot of Prince Zuko there. The, the thing with the, the only difference, the biggest difference, I think, is that Zuko never killed anybody. That's not true. Are you sure? Yeah, he never killed anybody. He was always only after. Uh, Ang. You know, well, I just wanted to do the right Kylo to do the right thing when the time comes. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a, all but a given. You know, I, I it, it, this is Star Wars at its core. It's about hope and love and uh, compassion and and redemption. Skywalkers. You know, those those are the things that that come out of Star Wars. That's those are the things that George Lucas leaves us with. So I I would be pretty shocked if Kylo didn't follow suit. What do you think, Carlos? I really don't know. I really, really don't know. I, I'm there's a part of me that wants him to to take down the real big bad, Mister. But Sheev? not what depend. Who knows who it's going to be? Well, I don't, I don't know that anybody's bigger going to get higher on the totem pole than than Palpatine. Yeah. So. Uh, excuse me. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure who, who it's, it might be Palpatine uh, in the flesh or it might be him controlling someone else. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. Sorry. I had to, I had to sneeze again. Uh, <laughs> bless you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, I I wanted to I want him to do it not because not because he's looking for redemption, but because maybe he wants to save his mother. It has uh, you know kind of like what Anakin, you know how Anakin failed to save Shmi. Yep. Uh, maybe uh, we we get Kylo actually coming in to actually save his mother. 
Yeah, like how, so, however he's redeemed, you want it to feel earned, right? And I, I don't want it to feel like a way out for him. Like I, I don't want him to think that oh, I'm doing this because I want to get in somebody's good graces. It, it's more about you know making that decision. What the, no matter what the consequences are, he's doing he's doing the right thing because he wants to do the right because he wants to do the right thing. Which is, again, that cuts right to the core of Star Wars, where George Lucas himself, maybe this is something they, they, that he reinforced in his chats with J.J.'s. Yeah, you can be a bad guy and make bad choices, but you always have the choice to stop that cycle and at any moment be a hero by making the right choice. Yeah. So I, I do believe that will occur for Kylo. Now, whether or not he... That inevitability, the inevitability of him making the right choice and helping to end, I'm sure he'll he'll help end whatever Palpatine's got going. Will that cost him his own life? That I'm undecided on. I'm pretty sure it will. But then the title, Rise of Skywalker, right? It this, it could apply to so many things. Maybe like maybe just the act itself. Is the rise of Skywalker, or maybe it maybe it goes a step further? I don't know. That's the best thing about this this title. So the Last Jedi as well was very good. Like that, like when you really look at it, like there's there's so many ways to to look at that title and decipher it between Rey and, and Luke. Like, can can you Corey? Can you imagine a Force Ghost Ben Solo? I can, right beside his mom. <laughs> so you, you, are you going to picture like uh, uh, Hayden Christensen, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Forced Ghost collage? Yep. If you're getting Yoda and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan has no role in this. He's, no, you're right. He, but he's true, no. out. Yoda too. Uh, if, yeah, I would keep it. Uh, you know, you can't get Han in there, but definitely those four, it, w- it would be nice. It'd be a little cheesy, but uh, when when has Star Wars not been a little bit cheesy? It's the end of it all, too, man. You know, I, I love the way those Force Ghosts and Return of the Jedi—they look at each other. It's just such a moment of elation and happiness. Like everyone's just so happy and satisfied. Yeah, proud. Yeah. Relieved. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, relieved that they 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 had made the right choices that they, that they were right all along. It took a long. It was a hell of a way to get there, but they were right. And they still got the party on Endor. With everybody else as Force Ghosts. Well, that's the it's part like, that this matters, is right? awesome. It's all about a party. At the end of the day, <laughs> what's it all? What's it all for if you can't have a party? That was a galactic party too that day. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kylo for sure is is redeemed, but I don't know that he. I don't know that we see Ben Solo alive at the end of the movie. I, 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 I that, that, that uh, is alive, one thing. I, I alive with, with the, alive with a shaved head. Have you seen those images? <laughs> it's horrible. Well, there's concept art from the Force Awakens, or is it the Last Jedi? One of them has has concept art of him with a shaved head. Oops, sorry. 
watching the end of Jedi there? Holy cow. Yes. <laughs> Just like you had one, two seconds there of yeah, yeah, audio don't, and, don't test and you me. nailed it. Don't test me. Don't do it. Holy cow. Yeah, it was... The fireworks, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was thinking, oh, wow. I want to watch Yub Dub. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Uh, I, this, the part I struggled most with with Ben Solo is whether he lives. That's that is such for me. That's such a a hot topic. Like can can he can they pull it off where he gets to walk, walk away like walk away like with like high fives at the end. You know you want to see him beside Mama as a Force ghost. I'm not ready to write Leia off as as a certainty that she'll die in this. No, I think her survival is probably part of his his character arc. Like he doesn't take the shot in the Last Jedi, and I think maybe he he what he does in this movie is more more overt. Stars is about family, yep, and the Skywalker saga is about family. And not only so, that, if we've learned anything from recent film, especially Endgame and stuff like that, it's to. And Star Wars, especially, like subvert expectations. Like everyone, I've never even really—we've talked about it here once or twice, I think—but I've never really considered the possibility of her surviving this film. So see, see, you know, I'm, they, I'm on the opposite side where I've like not even considered her death. Like, I've, of course, well, I, the thought has entered my head, but I've always come out the other side going, "No, she will live." They've they've they'll write away for for her to live to see the end of this of this saga. Like the more the more this is going along, the more I want her to be around. Like I I don't I was like a writer out in the crawl, like you know like you know just pretty much you know what that was you know when I, when I went on that whole tangent that whole thing was me just trying to save myself the tears of losing her later on in the movie, <laughs> knowing that Carrie Fisher's already gone. I do uh, not want that. Well, what if what if a good way to to validate not killing off Leia is to finally like her whole life is has been about loss, her planet, her family, her husband, her son, her brother. Like she's always losing. What if at the end she gets her son back? I can almost root for the Kylo survive Kylo survival just so that Leia can get something of value at the end as yeah. force ghosts, right no no oh, like <laughs> ben solo like in his protein form alive to be there with leia yeah i don't know i'm not sure like in, in the immortal words of ivan drago if he dies he dies uh i'm not too worried about uh him at the end of the movie whether he's alive or not it's his actions that lead him there to the end that are more important to yes, me yes absolutely Ab- yeah I totally agree on that um, yeah, I, I, I can, I can root for that simply for, for Leia's sake. And I, I know at some point the conversation will turn to, well, what about him and Ray? That is, that for me is still a non-starter. The idea of, of Ray and Kylo hooking up romantically is still a dead issue to me. Oh, every time I see it on Twitter now, it's like, oof, it's cringy. I, I, yeah, she's taken, man. Her, her Poe, man. I, no, I don't, I don't think so. Well, no. who, who knows? I don't think she needs. I don't think she needs a man. Well, it's it's not that. It's it's just not that guy. <laughs> just that it's not not Poe, Kylo, Ben. Like he's. He, I think you know if, if from from Finn's perspective, 
uh, Leia's perspective, Poe, this is the guy that, like, tried to kill us all. Look at my back, Ray. He sliced me up. And Poe can go, yeah, he tortured me. He did this and that to me. And you're going to hook up with him? Like, that would, I think that would feel like betrayal to her found family. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's, but Star Wars, there's a whole Han thing too. Star Star Wars being a mythological thing. I'll put a hundred dollars on it right now that it never happens. Yeah, it can't happen. Oh, it can. It can. But it It won't. won't. I'm pretty much guaranteed it won't. Yeah. Remember these words, Raylos. You're a monster. Killed his own father, man. Come on. She's still to this day not okay with that. He gave a damn about you, you know, like that no, no, whole you're thing. Right. Like she's not okay with that, but you know, she at the end, like she still wanted to help him. Yes, and that's different than saying, like, you know what, your man boobies are really making me like. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? You're, you're right. Like personally, I I never got any sense of her being attracted to him in the movie. Only from like a. Well, the towel scene, can you put something on? And he's like, why does this offend you? Like, and he's like, I think I think I've mentioned before, like that to me felt like more like brother, sister awkwardness. Yeah, I agree. Rather than like, oh, I just walked in on my secret crush and this is weird, but I'm still, I'm kind of interested. I don't, I never got that feeling, which is partly why I can't reconcile those two being together. I don't know. It's that's a weird one. I can't. I still can't bring wrap my head around that one. Just because, it, like, it would feel like if I'm Poe or Finn or any of the number of people who Kylo has tried to kill, I'd be like, Ray, are you kidding me? But I know Star Wars doesn't really operate like that. If they, if she chose, they'd be like, Yep, that's cool. Because he's he's turned good again, and it's like Star Wars just kind of hand washes that kind of thing. I, I, I could see I... them being companions and like brotherly sisterly love, but never like we're riding off into the sunset. Yeah, no, I, I have difficulty with that too. Uh, anyway, let's. Yeah, wow. Okay, Kylo. So finally, Corey, where is he? In a couple words, where is he? At the end. At the Before end. Before he's with Mama, son. Carlos. Uh, dead. Dead and redeemed? Uh, dead and, uh, did something surprising. Uh, I'm not going to say redeemed completely, but, uh, Whoa, help, help he's halfway guy. there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning dead, but redeemed, but it's not... That it's coming more and more towards middle, and eventually, I think I'll be in the spot where I say, I I almost want him to make it just so that Leia can have her son back and and walk out of this this saga with something. So that that's where I'm at with Kylo. Uh, let's move on to Luke. I'll, I'll I'll take Luke first. So I Luke I think is force ghosted, but at the end of nine, I think he's at peace as we see him at the end of of the last jedi uh relieved that his family is united that there's no more there's no more dark 
you know, manifested dark in his family. And uh, looking at Ray with a proud set of eyes that, you know, like she's she's the one that's going to carry all this forward. So that's what I see for Luke. What about you, Carlos? Uh, for Luke, well, no, Force Ghost. We'll, we'll, we'll get him in the Obi-Wan seat of the Force Ghost Jamboree. I agree with that. Corey? Uh, I kind of want to see him, kind of like what you guys are saying, but like, I want it to be beyond super wise. Yes, Kyle, you said relieved, uh, at peace. We saw that happen for Luke. That was his own personal demons that he had come to distinguish and become one with the force. But now that he's one with the force, I want him to be beyond wise. And now he's got a whole new set of force ghost problems. Like in the sense that he knows the eventual end game and consequences of what's at stake between Ray and Kylo. But he's kind of a guy who can't necessarily say straight out, just like Obi-Wan's like, I can't help you with this. Like I can kind of push you in the right direction or whatever, but like he knows that there's something much greater at stake now. And he has a much greater appreciation and even understanding of the force from what he did in life. So I want him to be like, kind of like, yes, kind of at peace, but at the same time, warning of dire consequences for everything, including himself as a force goes possibly. But at the end of the movie, (laughs) finding completely like just being happy with her, with his sister and his uh, nephew. (laughs) You're, you're dying on that hill, aren't you? Yeah. Like force goes. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the, the cyclical nature of star Wars too. Yeah, to a point. Uh, yeah, no, he's 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 force ghosted. He'll have a happy ending. We will see flashes of of the Luke that we I think we all wanted to see a little bit more of. Uh, what about the Emperor Carlos? Uh, dead, obviously. Um, where I I don't know. It's t- it's tough to put your finger on because you don't know where he's coming from. So how are you supposed to know where he's going to be? Um, but, uh, it, it'll be over there. There will be no more mention of him. Like people are going to be like, okay, yeah, he's done like dinner. I think so. Corey. Well, I've kind of said this prior, like I don't necessarily, I'm not dying on the hill that, uh, he's even in this film in the sense that. He's a character and he's alive and he's a threat. I think it's going to be more his deeds and his past master plan still coming to fruition with things we didn't necessarily know about. I know I'm kind of beating on this drum a lot, but I like it so much that Ray's a clone of Anakin somehow and that her and Kylo meeting together. It's this, the fracture in the force kind of, you know what I mean? So, and picture this man, like maybe he's left behind a holocron or something along that nature, a holocron and only a Skywalker can open it, but both of them are able to open it somehow. Like, I don't know. I don't want to see his spirit or force ghost being imbued in something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see, uh, him coming alive as a spirit or possessing a body or I want it to be like his past games coming to light. Like 
I had mentioned this last week. Kylo doesn't necessarily know what happened to his grandfather. He thinks Darth Vader was always evil and evil, evil. You know, like that was what he's learned because his parents unfortunately never told him. No one told him. He got the very biased version of it, most likely. So, you know, when he comes to realize what the Emperor did and if Ray's somehow involved in it too, it, everything comes full circle. And I really like that. So uh, you, I, I assume you think the emperor will still, f- will be dead by the end or do you think he's a hundred percent dead? I don't even, like I said, I, I'm not even sure he's in this film. I think he's, it could possibly just be like what he's done in the past so plays think, a role in this. His involvement's a little bit of a head scratcher. Like I'm still happy. Like I'm still, still slack jawed at that moment in the trailer. You know, like that sh- that shock moment that we all heard his laugh. Like, oh my god, are you kidding me? But then it, your your thought goes to how? How does this work? And again, I wonder if that's how if if George helped them work that part out. But uh, yeah, I, I think you know, I think Kylo and Ray will work together to take him out, and it, it'll eventually be Kylo. His his act will be the thing that gets it finally done. But I and and I think Carlos, to your point, he, we will be totally left with the idea that it's final this time. Because I thought it was final last time, you know, like when he explodes after being tossed down the the the, the reactor shaft, you know, he explodes in this blue light. Then the Death Star itself blows up, and we thought we were done. And all the, all that time we were thought we were told that oh Sith go Sith. Users can't force ghosts. They, they, when they die, they die because they only believe, they only value like the physical, the tangible, all that other stuff. It's it's beyond their comprehension. They can't. They, they don't get the force ghost thing because that requires uh, selflessness. And it's that, only that in recent kind of... years that they've sort of dredged up this whole thing that they can attach their essence to an object, a helmet. Or maybe in, in this case, maybe it's the piece of Death Star 2 or whatever it is. See, I don't like that, man. And, that, and that's that's where this gets a little bit sticky. Because, you know, again, like Operation Cinder was the thing that went into effect once Palpatine was dead. So I, I feel like they're retconning a little bit. It's, 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 it's going to be a tough act to pull off. You know, but I, I don't know if, if the, he were if he were alive though, in any sense of the form, even if he did imbue himself or his essence into something, uh, it kind of confirms what he's telling Anakin in Revenge of the Sith about eternal life and Plagueis and all that crap. Well, um, you know, when he talks about the, the the power to cheat death is something only one has achieved. Like I've said, like, I think it's Lord Moman that he's talking about from the Star Wars comic. You know, that guy That guy did cheat death in exactly that type of form where he attached himself to his mask and then he was able to, like, body hop. Which, which is a weird concept in Star Wars. It's, it's, until that comic, really, I don't know if they, I don't know if they ever tackled that in, in Legends stuff, but in, in canon, it's a new thing. You know how I always make fun of Luke saying no one, no one's ever really gone. Yeah. Well, 
something occurred to me uh, this weekend uh, thinking about Luke when uh, he sees Ray and he's like, where are you from? And she's like, from nowhere. And he goes, everybody's from somewhere. Nobody's from nowhere. Nobody's from nowhere. And then she goes, I'm from Jakku. Okay, that's pretty much nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So like, what, what, what if Luke always says nobody's ever really gone and then Palpatine's dead and then he goes, oh, no, 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 but he's dead. Like, he's, he's gone. <laughs> Just kind of like a, a little uh, mirror to uh, what he did in The Last Jedi. Yeah, I, I was wrong. He's gone. Yeah. No, no, he's, no, he's definitely done. I checked. This time I checked. He's gone this time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Like, just a little. Yeah, you know, and, and how they how they make this whole Palpatine thing work now that they've put Operation Cinder as a piece of canon. I don't know if they can make this seem like it was Palpatine's plan all along. Like, to, to say, well, yeah, I'll, yes, my grand vision involves me dying and waiting 30 years and then coming back again. I, I don't think that they would do that. I don't think that makes sense for who Palpatine is. And I, I think it's, I think it's more likely, Corey, it's the thing that you, you're reticent about, which, which I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit nervous about it too, that he, he basically puts his essence into cold storage until an opportunity presents itself, which, which will obviously happen at some point in the rise of Skywalker. But, and I think they'll make it clear that, this is old Sheev's final stand, his, like his last ditch effort at regaining power. And suffice it suffice it to say, it's it's not going to work out. It'll be close. It'll be it'll feel like it's going to work out, but uh, some some left turn from Kylo will will see an end to that. That that's how I feel about Palpy, done and done. And then finally, um, Rose. Corey, where where are we going to end up with Rose? Uh, not too too much to see here. I think uh, happily ever ever after, man. Like uh, her and Finn, I, I see that kind of being the end game to this thing. He finally realizes his love for her, or whatever, which seems to almost happen at the end of the Last Jedi. But uh, yeah, I see those two kind of being reunited, maybe at the end after a, a long battle and not seeing each other for a while, and just being really happy for that. Maybe even uh, Finn being reunited with a, a newborn son or something, you know? Are you you're calling Rose being pregnant? It's possible, yeah. Maybe he's gone for this whole trip and comes home to a new son. I think that would be beautiful. I don't like that you're – like, I don't like this. Like, why? There's no babies in Star Wars. What are you doing? <laughs> Cut to the to the Sith. Twins being Actually, born. no, no, no. She had twins. <laughs> Shit, twins. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, well, imagine they make it twins. But imagine it's fraternal twins, and like one one looks like one looks like Finn, and one the other one looks like Rose. Are they gonna say Poe? Oh God. <laughs> that oh, Poe. Oh boy. He's always sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. Oh Jesus. Uh, Carlos, what do you see for Rose? Um. She she's gonna be alive. She she'll be alive definitely. I think so too. Uh, yeah, the, I don't. Uh, the, there's she's no gonna reason. have a big part. I think. You think she's gonna have a big part? Uh, I think she's gonna be like part, but, uh... like Finn's conscience, right? She's gonna be she's gonna be the one who says, you know what? You can uh, 
you can break the program. You you can you can help you can turn those guys. Like she's gonna convince him of what he's able to do. I think. I'm. I mean, that's kind of. I like that though. Yeah. You know, like uh, like Adrian and Rocky. Yeah. You know? I, like, I was just about to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I, she's alive and well, and she'll. Her and Finn will will ride off into the sunset together. Maybe maybe we'll find out that she's pregnant. Who knows? That would be kind of cool. Uh, I don't think we'll and see... I would. I would love it if they had babies and then people would lose their their oh. minds because of interracial space babies. Oh, oh, oh my god! Would they ever? Oh man, I I, I almost want to see that just for, just for the freak out. Oh yeah, just for that, it would be awesome. Well, the, I I want her to. I don't think she's going to have a big role. I think Rose fans are going to be disappointed because I don't think she's in it very much. I I think we'll see her. I think she'll have like three minutes of screen time in the whole film. I don't want to crap on Jeff, uh, Jeff's question, but he doesn't talk about Maz Kanata at all, does he? Yeah, we haven't heard anything about her yet. What's going on there? Because because they gu- guaranteed they signed Lupita Nyong'o for three movies. There's no way. There is no way they, they signed her to two movies and not three. It's a good question. Yeah, you'd have to think she'd have to come back at the end of this one. or some Somehow she's got to be a part of this where from... The speech she gives Ray in The Force Awakens and all yeah, that. It's, like, it's leading us somewhere, man. There's like yeah, the there, minimal there's way role. too much importance to that, right? Yeah, she had nothing to do in TLJ, really. Nothing. Zero. No, doesn't even give them a name. So it would be nice to see her at the end. Possibly Force ghosting with maybe her and Yoda are like making out in the background. Oh, like, on, why do you do that? Why? <laughs> Orange and green make brown. It's like... Nobody wants that. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Things were going so well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> you should beep it out just for effect. Come on. You're laughing at my joke. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, Maz is, is, is a tricky one. I think uh, you're trying to wrap so much stuff up, right? So JJ is going to want to bring some type, some type of closure to all of his creations, Maz being one of them. But I, I don't know that she's in it again that much. I think well, she was a very motherly figure to Ray. You know what I mean? Like if, if say if Ray uh, Leia's not there, it'd be nice for Maz to be on the receiving end of her coming home. Like I told you, you can do it. Blah blah blah, you know. But I think that type of thing is is possibly the extent of her involvement in episode nine. Just a very quick thing where she says she acknowledges something from about Ray's history or perhaps her future. I don't know, but it's, it's not. Remember much. that time I I gave you that that lightsaber and and you defeated the first order. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, All we right. are we we think we're way too funny then. <laughs> what are you than saying, we actually man? Are. Yeah, man. Uh, so we all right. I we all we all agree Rose is alive, but uh, don't expect to see much of her in episode nine. Uh, and then f- uh, that's it, Jeff. 
Do we? I could, are there more? I'm, I'm sure Jeff can find some more. But thanks, Jeff. Thank you so much for the question this week. Uh, and we have Katie in with another question. Let's let's wind up the show with this one. Katie writes, "Hello there." So my question kind of continues on from my last question from last week. This one focuses on the rumored Old Republic films. So here's the question. How vast is your knowledge of the Old Republic era? And how far back would you like these films to go? Would you like to see the conception of the Jedi? Maybe see how the Sith and Jedi came to blows? How did the Jedi come to know the Force? So many questions. Thanks again, guys, and have a good one. Uh, Well, thank you, Katie. Uh, let's start with the first one, because I think it's jump quick in across here? the board. Yeah, sure. Uh, I just want to make it clear that uh, there is no knowledge of the Old Republic, because it's no longer canon. <laughs> when I read this question... Uh, uh, well, when, that's true. Uh, what... They mentioned the Old Republic. Yeah, but, there's no, but there's, no, there's no detail behind it that You're we right. know that there is an old republic, but there are yes. no details. There's nothing there. Everything was wiped out. Um, but it's, so... there, it's still there. For, it's, it's there in, only in that it's there for them to pull from because they've, they've proven that they will take from legends if they have to. If no, they no want for to. sure. No, no, I, under, I understand that. I, I mean, but what I'm saying is as far as knowledge of the old republic... I mean, I, I can't say. I have no idea because I don't know what's real and what's not until they start making it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think to the spirit of Katie's question, I think, like, do we do we know anything about the Old Republic books? I don't. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I can't be biased by that at all. I know there's this guy, Darth Ravon. Oh, God. Ravon. Yeah, Tom Glavine. <laughs> yeah, you cannot surpass the gravitas. Jeez. We gotta let that joke die now, please. No. It's, it's Every not, now and it's again, it's been it's a few good. weeks. It's not good. That, that... Let the joke, joke die. Kill it if you must. <laughs> and you and you must. You must. I've let a lot of things go. Basically, literally. Come on. No oh, God. And that's that's for the betterment of us all. Uh, aside from a few names, I I don't know squat about the old Republic books. And and I think to the next question, uh, you know, how far back would we like the new films to go if if these are you know if this is what we're doing in these that rumored set of films? Uh, I I don't know. I'd, I'd like them to go back as far as they need to. With I guess the only caveat being that it doesn't lean on or reference the Skywalker sagas too too much or too often. That's that's really all I ask. If just do put it put your movies anywhere, I'm really fine with it. What about you, Carlos? I'm I'm, I'm completely on board with you, man. Like put them anywhere, I, I don't mind. Uh, like uh, just as a lot, it's always gonna come back to the same thing. Like uh, tell a story. It doesn't have to be uh, earth shattering. It doesn't have to like completely. Redefine you know, cinema. Yeah, exactly. Just tell a good story. Have like, was Solo the best movie ever? No, but it was really good. It was it was good, and and it kind of makes me want to uh, wish that there was a continuation to that to the, to that timeline. You know, so do that and make me look forward to the next one. And you're doing your job. Yeah, that's well. That's well said. What about you, Corey? 
yeah, I wanted to go, I think I mentioned a little earlier, go far back, go far, far, far back, as far back as possible. Look like, up, look way up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, at one point, like, it'd be nice to get a real, the whole tale kind of from, like, beginning to Skywalker, if you get what I mean. It would be interesting, and this kind of leads into the Benioff and Weiss thing where, you know, say, RJ's um, trilogy is about the first Jedi. If that's pre-hyperdrive, like, it kind of makes sense that Benioff and Weiss are there because maybe it's a little more primitive or whatever, you know? And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm, I'm totally okay with that as long as they make it Star Wars, you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is go far back. So when they continue to tell stories, you know, you got the first Genesis, then you get the, the evolution from beginning to Skywalker. You know, you got the, like you said, the old Republic or whatever it is they, that happens in between and before. And it'd be nice to see that at least in my lifetime. Like, you know, every couple thousand years, the evolution of what the Jedi started as and came with the climax being the Skywalker thing. Like discovery of the prophecy or actually seeing Skywalkers? Yeah, like they could start talking about the uh, the prophecy possibly like a couple thousand years before it all happens to have everything play into itself and, you know maybe reference things from one another and still be connected in the long run. Like I just want them to have a, a real big foundation to play from that. They build this thing on from the beginning. Like, yes, they have these films right now, but the genesis of it all and the beginning and where we are right now is very different. So it would be nice to, to start building the, the foundation and the roots to the saga and just build up from there, kind of just chronologically, almost yeah, each like, saga. I hear you totally. Like, I, I'd love to see how the Jedi came to be. But I, I think we, we got to be careful what we wish for with that one. Because I, I think there's a lot of potential for that to be boring. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, I, I don't think the first people to have discovered the Force you know, splintered off into Jedi and Sith within a couple of years of discovering the Force. You know, I, I think the Force, the discovery of it, and, you know, the the use of it for whatever ends, I think that evolved over years and years, maybe Boom. even centuries. No way. First Force users, twins, light and dark. Boom. Setting. Night. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe. Maybe I'm, I'm overthinking it. It wouldn't be the first time, but you know, if they, I think if they, you know, if they wanted to do that, similar to what kind of like what what Tolkien did with the Cimmerillion, where it plays out over a lengthy span of time, you know, and and different, you know, like Jedi ideologies and Sith ideologies will kind of like grow and form and change over time, and we'll, then we'll see how those groups came to be instead of it just being like, well, oh, hey, I. I I just connected to this weird power. Look what I can do now. Hey, imagine I can go rob banks with this power. No, we should protect people. And it, it, I don't think it should be that easy, that quick. You know, I think that deserves. I, I feel like the Jedi Prime too, like the first Jedi had 
like the avatar kind of Kyle in a way where they had control of all the elements where like you just said there was no real definition between light and dark it was just kind of using both yeah like I I just don't want that story to feel rushed you know I I just don't want that to be like a, a, a cheap reach Three films. I want them to take their time. But yeah, three films for sure. But over a span of time, I'd be okay with that, I think. You know, I just, I think it's something that needs that grander scale where, where the Jedi and Sith evolve over a long, long time. And I, you know, I don't know at which point in the story we should pick up on that. So what if, what if, what if like Ryan's uh, trilogy was like first film? the Genesis, the, the set of twins or whatever, the beginning of the force and people able to manipulate it. Next thing you know, next film, same saga, thousand year late, years later, Benny off and Weiss. And there's like, I like a callbacks to people, those first people. Well, like it's part of the same trilogy kind of still, it's just, it leads into this film. That's maybe like a thousand years later on act two or act two where people are training. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Maybe could work. I'd be a little bit skeptical of, of doing this again with twins. You know, like, then, then you're just going to draw direct parallels again to the Skywalker saga where you're making it about family again. What if they are Skywalkers? Oh, oh boy. You'll never get rid of them. Oh, boy. That, yeah, that's that's not a good idea. Yeah, you, you know what? When... when uh, when they talked about Benioff and Weiss doing like a series of films, which could be two, but it could be five, or it could be any number. If you did, or they're five working films, on someone else's series of films, or maybe that too. But like, if they, if they were doing five films, for example, that were set over, you know, that spanned hundreds of years, and you get those time jumps, and you you see the evolution of the galaxy, I'm in. That that to me sounds kind of cool. Carlos, chime in, man. Where, where, where's your head at with this? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's very, very. It's so hard, man. It's there, there's. I I don't want to say too much. Like uh, I, I um. I really want to take my time and 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 dissect this. You know, like not not have. Uh, this is not something I want to give a hot take on. You know. Like I really want to, I really want to break it down. So, um, but but I do understand, like you know, the need for for people to know, you know, where where it's where it's set. Uh, right now, I'm just happy that we have three movies release dates. Like I could mark them in my calendar. Like I know where I'm going to be on the Thursday, you know? Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, happy about that. And, uh, you know, uh, if you have any other kids, they'll probably be a uh, Christmas pageant that night and you'll have to rush Kyle. <laughs> but other than that, uh, like, uh, I'm just, uh, relieved that we finally got something. It just sucks that it's like, now we're going to, now the speculation is going to happen, you know, of like whose trilogy is it and where is it set? And, is it Ryan is the first one and it's a prequel for the, the other two movies by D and D. And then it's, ah, the only, yeah, Ryan was supposed to have a trilogy. And now he only has one movie and, uh, you know, they didn't want to fire him completely, but this was a way for them to, you know, reel him in. And 
all that stuff. And it's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. David Benioff and ways to save the day. <laughs> Corey, geez, get some smelling salts, man. Yeah. Sorry. You awake over there? <laughs> I was going to sing the song. Here I come to save, to save the day. The day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I feel like I was just in a vortex. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> no, but I, I I love what Katie's putting on the table here, like the the conception of the Jedi. Yeah. How how the two. I feel like the Jedi and Sith kind of originated from the same point and then splintered apart. Yes, the fracture. You know, like I. Oh, I it's the it's the uh, Cain and Abel, the Esau and Jacob thing. You know. Yeah, like there's got to be plenty of places in literature or religion or what have you that they can pull from to make this happen. And that excites me. But I don't know how I want that to play out because, like I said, I I really do want them to take their time with playing that out. Like I want that to feel like the the telling of a legend. I don't want that to feel like – I don't want that crammed into – a few quick movies and let's say, I mean, like, I mean, I mean like a trilogy unless, unless again, like we're talking about an evolution of time. Like if I don't think you could fit like the, the structure that we're kind of getting with the sequel trilogy, where it seems like it's taken place over a couple of years. I don't think the founding of the, the discovery of the void of the force and the founding of Jedi and Sith. I don't think you can do that reasonably in two years. That to me would feel rushed. You know, for the, for those two religions that will exist for centuries and, and millennia thereafter, wherever depending yeah. on where they put that timeline, for it to take root in like a two-year stretch over the course of a trilogy, that to me would feel cheap. Yeah, I agree with you, man. So I do want them to, to let that evolve and let, like, let legends evolve. From a marketing standpoint too, though, that makes sense too. It's not like they're going to want to tell everything at once. You know what I mean? They're going to set you up slowly, man. Like, build it from the beginning. Like, something happens, there's a fracture, boom. It's a thousand years later, this is where we are. Like, every couple years, man, just so we lead up to this Yoda being born or whatever it is, you know? You know what? I think they're going to be, like, the only thing I want, and they're, they're really, really, really leaving a lot on the table if they don't do this, the first Jedi... Or the first Force user, yeah, Jedi Prime, needs to be named Martha. If, if, <laughs> oh, you troll! If, if 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 the first Force user is not named Martha, I'm burning all my Star Wars stuff. Oh, you're trolling! <laughs> Why'd you say that name? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's not nice. I I like that movie, Carlos. I do too. You heard the podcast. Shut up. <laughs> I podcasted about it. <laughs> uh, what if it was Martha backwards? Uh, why do you do this? Like now, I have to think about how to spell yeah. it backwards. Uh, speak at Ram at Ram. Ugh. Jeez. Wow. In a in a night full of left turns, that was uh, not a good one. That that's like a left turn into a phone pole. That's what I do. It's what, or a phone booth. Ooh. <laughs> oh, jeez. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I do like that idea. Again, I just I just 
the warning for me for the with, with this idea that Katie's presenting is that I think learning about those first set of Jedi can be extraordinarily boring. I think there's a lot of when you take when you boil down like what Luke did and what I think what I think the picture of what Luke is post Return of the Jedi as as very pacifistic and all about the knowledge and just the 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 mystical aspects of the force i you could get some really boring stuff in there and it, you know if you're looking for action in star wars i don't know that going back to the very first jedi is the place to get it now so, you know fast forward 5 years from now maybe somebody will throw this podcast back in my face and say look oh yeah for sure and that's fine like the, whatever i'm i'm just this is pure conjecture at this point but yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a dangerous place to go, right back to the very first guy. All right, that that'll do it, Katie. Very interesting stuff. Love to hear your thoughts too. Anybody else? We I'd love to hear what you guys think about all this. Uh, but that will do it for this week. Thank you so much, Jeffrey and Katie, for the great great questions. And anybody else out there, if you want to send in your questions, which I'm sure we'll need because we're gonna head into the dry summer season soon. Uh, send your questions in to tumblingsaber at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook or Twitter and uh, we'll, we'll get them into a future episode. And if you like this episode of the podcast, of course, there are a variety of ways in which you can help us to grow. Uh, the first, of course, is to become a powerful friend on Patreon from just two bucks a month at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. We talked about that before. Uh, secondly, make sure you subscribe to us on your uh, podcast platform of choice so you won't miss an episode. And uh, be sure to leave us a review on that platform. If it's iTunes, definitely do that. And we will read those reviews on an upcoming episode. Uh, so yeah, and that aside from that, share with your friends. People love and trust recommendations from their friends. So if you've got friends who need more Star Wars in their life, maybe they'll enjoy us. Who knows? And also a, a final shout out to Rob Wade. And, and again, a happy belated birthday to the man for endorsing this episode of the podcast as part of his E14 endorsed program, which you can learn more about and about the other podcasts under that umbrella at Emotionally14.com. And then, of course, our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth. Love these guys, love these podcasters and what they do. Go check that out at StarWarsCommonwealth.com or as a podcast provider on iTunes. You can find all our shows there. Subscribe to them, listen to them, get involved, and maybe you can be like Daniel and the other Knights of the Commonwealth, and join the, the vaunted ranks of the Knights of the Commonwealth. So that's it, guys. With all that out of the way, Carlos, where can people find you on the old social media? You can find me on Twitter and Facebook, uh, sorry, Twitter and Instagram at C Candido Music, and you could search for me, Carlos Candido, on Facebook and give my Facebook page a like. Or you can go to patreon.com slash Creates, and for as little as three bucks a month, get new music, uh, like Kyle. And uh, quite a few other people. So check it out. Carlos Creates at patreon.com slash Carlos Creates. Absolutely. Good tunes to be had there, people. What about you, Corey? Well, let me tell you guys. You can find us also in our closed Facebook group. It's actually uh, pretty fun. A lot of cool stuff going on in there. And other than that, you can find me at Chop Rules with a Z, brother. A final minute appearance from the Hulkster. Changing it up. 
<laughs> and you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter and on Instagram and also in the aforementioned closed Tumbling Saber group. Come join us there. Come jo- grow the group and have some fun. If you want to geek out in the closed community so that nobody finds out what what is it. Why are you talking about Star Wars on Facebook all the time? We're closed. You won't get any of that harassment. So come check us out there. It's a good time. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll meet you there. So that's it, everybody. Episode 175 is done. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you thought. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys later in episode 176. So have yourselves an awesome week. And we'll talk to you later. draws me closer to your place willing me through my dreams fall away signs blindly to the lines on your face beating strong Drifting, not relive this dream over and over and over again. Please don't leave my heart broken, bleeding. Don't believe it. breathing if only to see you next to me sleeping soundly smiling not really this dream over and over
while you're running Please don't leave my heart broken And bleeding Why you running? Why you running away, darling? Please don't